Insert disc two. Aaron, I want you to tell me about comic books. Oh, yes. I remember a time <laughs> when I read comic now, books every day. Um, when you were a kid, no. did you ever, I mean, when you were like, I would say between the ages of six and ten, was it, were there any comics in your life? No. So, like, well, you that's never... Not, that, that's not true. I did read... You know, I had forgotten about this, Boatster, but you, you you stirred up an old memory. When I was a young lad, I did read comics, but they were not Marvel comics or even hero comics. I used to read uh, Harvey comics, which were, they made Richie Rich. Oh, yeah. I used to read uh, Richie Rich uh, a ton. I mean, I read I read all the digests. Mom would pick them up at the grocery store, mm-hmm. and uh, I would read these things uh, quite a bit. And it's funny. I remember the day I stopped reading them. I, I was like... Uh, was it when the Richie Rich movie came out starring Macaulay Culkin? Oh, no. It was way before that. No, I think I was probably coming up in my teens, maybe 11 or 12. Mm. And I remember reading this thing, and I was like... I remember thinking to myself, my God, this is just the same old shtick week after week. <laughs> and also, this guy makes me mad. Well, he's got all this money. You know, he's looking at all this stuff. And I, I remember I remember, it was like, hey, I'm done with this. That and was I, it. And that was it. You know, Richie Rich was done. And I didn't read comics again uh, for another, you know, what, 20, uh, 17 years, something like that, 16 wow. years. Uh, and then uh, I, I didn't grow up reading Marvel, so I knew about them. Uh, uh, you DC. didn't really grow up in a very superhero-saturated environment. Comic book heroes were kind of on a downswing in your formative years. They, they were. Uh, well, I mean, in my formative years, they weren't. In the 70s, they were pretty going pretty well. The, but in the 80s, they did drop off. Uh, um, I I knew for, I had friends that got it were into them. Hose was always a big comic book fan, and he would tell me what was going on in them. And I was always like, man, that sounds pretty interesting. But I could never catch up with this stuff. And you know, comic books they go on forever. You mm. know. And then um, when I graduated from electronics school and moved to Lexington, Kentucky, uh, I didn't know anyone except for my roommate. And I had met a couple people on the BBSs, but, you know, not really hang out with them. So it just so happens that our apartment was right across the street from a comic book store. And I would have nothing but time and money, because of, uh, those were the days. Yeah. Uh, and I would go across there, and I was looking at the books. I was like, you know, maybe I should get into a book. And I saw that the Age of Apocalypse was coming out. This would have been 1993. And so you, this is right at the height of comic books just in general mainstream parlance because that was the same year as the death of superman and all of this stuff was going it on. yeah wow yeah you, you get a good memory i don't remember i i remember seeing all that stuff, but i was like you know i was i liked i knew i was a marvel guy you've always you've always been more attracted yeah. to that side of things yeah and uh i thought you know I, I, x-men are cool i used to watch the cartoon and i thought you know i'm gonna i'm gonna get this i'm gonna collect the entire age of apocalypse crossover which they took all the comics that were regular monthly comics and they all turned them into one big huge adventure you know and I, I bet it was probably I bet there were 60 comics in it it was a huge I've still got them and but it was a huge crossover and I collected them all and then that sort of kicked me off and I was I was collecting comics after that and I collected them all the way up until about I want to say 99 2000 something like that. And then they did a crossover I hated, uh, where uh, all the non-mutants on Earth uh, were effectively killed or banished to another dimension or something like that. And it really, I didn't like the direction that comics were going. 
and uh, they'd also gotten more expensive and I was cheap and uh, uh, eventually that's pretty much that was what about what year was that I want to think it was in the late 90s so I was only in a really heavily collecting comics for that six-year run now that doesn't mean I stopped being interested because along the way, I found out that my talents as a computer repair guy would could get me some comics. And I did actually, I built some comics for a friend of mine, and he gave me his whole collection, which was um, a ton of X-Men. I think I've got every X-Men from 100 to the end of the first volume, and I've got about probably about 30 or so from 1 to 100. And I've got all the Avengers from 99 until the end of the first volume, and I've probably got about 50 or 60 of the ones below 100, the real old ones, the vintage Silver Age stuff. And then uh, another one of my buddies was getting married. He got rid of his collection, so I got a bunch of more of Avengers from him. And and then I bought, you know, my good buddy Chad, old Chad. I picked up a ton of comics from him. He was just getting out of it. Uh, he had tried to cash in on comics, mm. and... Uh, it rarely had, ends well when you when you no, try to cash in. Poorly. Yeah. I remember he had like when Todd McFarlane realigned Spider Man and it had all these different types of covers. Oh, I remember that. Uh, yeah. Chad bought. You know, he, Chad was an interesting fellow. He bought like five of each color of the first issue and then ten of the second issue. He's like, "This is going to be the one that's going to be valuable because no one's going to collect it." Well, it ain't worth jack. And he was giving those things out for years. They were Just, around forever. <laughs> You know, I mean, I tried the same thing when the Avengers movie came out. I bought, or it might have been the X Men. It was the X Men movie. When the X Men movie came out, I bought uh, a box of the movie issue that they were giving out at the theater. And then I thought I'm going to sell these off and make some bucks. I think I may have broke even, but didn't, I've still got them. I gave them out for years as gifts. Mm-hmm. I mean, for years because I had a stack of them. Uh, so collecting comics for monetary gain is a fool's errand and it's something i never really thought much about doing although i do look up what they're worth now occasionally see what they're they're doing when the avengers movie came out my collection went up substantially in value because those became more interesting sure people. yeah um now being a marvel guy i guess you you never really had any interest in any of the golden age stuff right um it's interesting uh you know i uh chad uh, Hat Chad lent me a collection of old. I want to think it was Superman's, and I read those, and they were pretty entertaining. Uh, these were, were not originals. These were wacky. They, yeah, it was yeah. A, a collected book, <laughs> right? Of volumes, you know. And the, and Batman, same thing. You go back and listen to those. They're watch those old. They're kind of wacky, mm-hmm. you know. They're I like that kind of stuff. Yeah, like, I, right I'm reading a, a book on the history of Batman right now, and uh, they've included in the book several full issues from each one of the periods. And the Golden Age stuff is just it's drawn so much differently than comics are drawn now. Everything is so much more plain because they were so much more limited with what they could yeah. do. But uh, I, I really dig it. I think it's 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 a cool style. But I mean, there's no way that you can afford that stuff right. these days. I, I go. To do you look at you? You don't. You never collected comics, I'm guessing. No, I never got into it, but I was sort of vicariously involved because my my friend Chad yeah. is uh you know he he's been a big comics guy for a long time. If you go into a comic book store today, which I do on occasion, uh, I'm usually looking for vintage gaming stuff, mm-hmm. but sometimes I'll you know look through the comics. The art and the and the uh, the the art the craftsmanship that has gone into the actual artistic parts of these things are all, is off the charts. Mm-hmm. It's off the charts. Now I'm guessing that's because of the, you have computers to yeah. use as a tool, but I mean the the quality of the art is unbelievable. Mm-hmm. Uh, but the uh, and they're on great paper and everything, but they're so expensive. Right. I just cannot. Uh, 
I tried to get back into like I remember when Alpha Flight relaunched 10 year 10 12 years ago I tried to get back into What's Alpha it. Flight? Alpha Flight was Canadian superhero team okay. mutants. Uh, I just I don't know. They go through and change stuff and it makes me unhappy. I uh, my uh, my buddy Hose and me went to Comic-Con in in Charlotte. Gosh, that was probably that was probably 10 12 years ago and um we went to a panel of old comic book writers, including the guy that drew the original, like, Green Lanterns, mm-hmm. and uh, some real famous guys. And all they did the whole time was talk about how much they hated modern comics. <laughs> so we loved it. <laughs> then we went to the press conference where they were talking, they were just launching Civil War, the uh, Marvel series, the movie that yeah, was released recently. Yeah. And I hated the concept. I was like, this, I, this is horrible. These concepts are coming up with, but, you know, they printed money with it for a while. Uh, but I mean, I think it was detrimental. They, I don't think they were creating too many new fans, and a lot of the old fans are dying or giving up. Because mm-hmm. I read, I just read the other day that uh, comic book sales are are waning, and they're they're look they're turning towards more of a digital model. Which I never thought the digital model was going to work because there's nothing there. You have to have a tangible, collectible item. That's part of what comics are. If you're just reading it for the story, that's great. You can get the digital subscription. But I wouldn't. I could never fathom getting that. Well, again, this this is just showing your age. There's people that collect Steam games, and they talk about it as if it's a physical collection. Well, you know, when someone unplugs Steam, you're boned. I mean, I, I, they're not going to unplug Marvel. I've got the tangible. Somebody issues. burns down your house, you're boned. I go recollect them. You know, I mean, I'm just saying. There's no. I don't see a. I, to me, now if you're reading them just because you like the story, and that's part and that's, of it. Yeah, I mean, you should be primarily. No. no. I don't, you you no. like the thought of just having you There's know a tangible, thousands of long boxes in a closet. I find pleasure in having my comics, the actually physically holding them, mm-hmm. opening them up, displaying them, because and also looking through them. Uh, you can you can look through them and you can see stuff you hadn't thought about for a while. Or I remember that what happened in this issue. I have a reading collection, which means I have read all pretty much all of them at least once, and probably some of them many many times, uh, and. Uh, uh, I, I enjoy it. I find pleasure. I've, I've towed these things up a mountain. I've towed them back and forth to Lexington, up and down a mountain, uh, and uh, back and forth. You know, since then, I've never the thought of abandoning them. I got rid of my arcade games, and I didn't get rid of my comic books. Uh, um, and I've never as pinched as I've been for money over the years. And you know, it's been. I have. I've told you tales of how tight. So I really, was. the, the never, comic books would be the very last thing to go. Yeah, and my. I, and and. One thing you you'll probably get to this eventually, when you have a son, and we talked this before, it's an excuse to collect stuff because, and, and since I already had this collection, my thought is, this is going to be Luke someday. This is all gonna I'm gonna give this entire collection to Luke, and let him treasure it or not, you know. But it gives me plenty of reason that I didn't even need anyway to keep it. And I try, I've, I, Luke, I have him reading some comics now, and sometimes I'll have him, we'll go through them, you know, every once in a while, so he can get it, I want to start getting him into it a little bit, so he can appreciate uh, what the comics are, uh, the art form of comic books, it sounds hokey, but it's true. Well, no, I don't think uh, there's anything the, hokey uh, about that. The, uh, the joy you can derive from it, I mean, we're living in a digital world, and comics, or books in general, are almost a throwback, you know? Uh, uh, to a to a uh, uh, obviously a simpler, less digital age, and why I, I again I have no problem with people collecting comics or reading comics online. Hey, I do it. 
You know, I've got a bunch of digital books, but um, I wouldn't call that a collection. I would call that something you could just conveniently read. Mm -hmm. Just like emulators, I mean, I, I can emulate almost all the systems that I have, but there's something, and you know this, there's something about having that system you know, and putting that cartridge oh, in sure. and using the controller. This is the thing with me with comic books. Because um, I'm a big book collector. I've got a lot of books, and I take pride in my books. And I do the same the same feelings that you get when you open up a comic, I get when I open up a, a, one of my books. Um, comic books are thin, and they're not easily stored. Like, one of the things that I like about collecting books is I like looking at my bookshelf. Yes. I like looking and seeing the spines and the different colors and the different sizes. Sure. It's difficult to do that with comic books. Well, you're right. And I came up with the best solution I could. Which is, and you've seen it. I took, I found these snap together display plastic display sh sleeves, and snapped together uh, uh, about what six rows of, of eight or something like that, and then took my best comics and some of my favorite ones and stuck them in there. And so I'm thinking now comics as an art piece because mm -hmm. the one thing you're right about is when you stick these. I've got my comics in a long boxes in my closet, which is almost I can't get to it. Uh, and it was always bothering me. You know, we've talked about having stuff that you keep that you don't ever use. Mm -hmm. You know, which is one of the things I like about this show in ARG is I'm breaking out all this old stuff yeah. and playing with it. Uh, but the comics were just inaccessible and they were just sitting there. And I'm like, man, I've got all these beautiful treasures that I can't enjoy or look at. And so now that I've done that, I love it. I wish I could put up more of those things. Yeah. Uh, of course, you know, the, the one downfall of that is that with a book, you see it on the shelf, you want to read it, you go up and you take the book off the shelf. That's true. You're right. And you're talking to someone who has a, 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 a collection of books in yeah, his house. You've the, got a the ton likes of, books. of which no one has ever... It's like a library. Mm -hmm. And she's got... Teresa, my girlfriend, collects uh, paranormal history and uh, um, old yearbooks and stuff mm -hmm. like that. She, she's into that stuff. And she her I would put her collection of paranormal and... Uh, ghost stories up against anyone around, and yeah. I would put it up against any library. Absolutely, I mean, there's no one's going to come close, including real rare stuff, including stuff you know. So uh, I got some stuff from uh, the UK, mm -hmm. you know, from one of the, one of our buddies, uh, uh, and so uh, I've got a ton of books in there. And you're right, the downside of books is, and I will say, the long boxes are sort of a pain. But when you've got that, we've got so many books, I'm worried about our floor. I mean, it's a, it's a bunch of heavy books and just shelf after shelf after shelf. And the thing is, there are plenty of books to get right now because people are just getting rid of them, Right. You know? And eventually, and I tell her, I'm like, you know, listen, you know, one of these days, um, you know, there are people are just going to do away with books because they're just so unyielding. They're, they're, it's much like comics. There'll be a day where they're just like, why are we wasting paper on this? Because it, it is sort of stupid in a way when you can just pick up your Kindle or whatever and flip through them. I mean... I mean much like myself, I'm sure you pick up a book off the shelf and just look through it. There's the tactile yeah. pleasure flipping the pages. But I have a feeling there won't be too many more generations that do that. I don't think it's going to be like a Twilight Zone episode where they're like, oh, this is the last book on Earth or right. something. But, I mean, I can see a day where there's, you know, they're going to get rid of a lot of these things. Because, I mean, it, in a lot of ways, it's a waste of space. It's a waste of material. And it's sort of pointless. Mm -hmm. You know, but it, it'll still suck for It'll us. just become more and more of a niche thing. Yes. Sort of That's, like LP. Yeah. Yeah. Right. And then it'll start, you know, and who knows? It and might it'll come, come back, back. Yeah. You know, yeah. and look at cartridges. People, I mean, uh, I read all the time where you could have got these cartridges. For, I mean, I remember going to KB Toys when they were blowing out in 84. Cartridges, I mean, they were giving them to you for, with everything. They were just huge bins of open cartridges or boxed games. I mean, you could have picked up 50 of them and taken them out of there for probably 10 bucks, mm -hmm. you know. Uh, and now, 
those same games are going for a mint. Right. You know, uh, so uh, I mean, I mean, we were talking on on we were me and Bruno were talking. Heck, on on uh, when the Vectrix was going under, you could buy those at the end for fifty dollars. You know, fifty dollars. Unbelievable. You know, or uh, so it's a it's a it's a come and go sort of thing, and, mm. and I think you're probably right. Probably not in our lifetime, but sometime in the future, people will be looking for these books. I mean, there's already a, a book a book community that's really looking for the hard to find stuff. But I, you know, as stuff gets harder, yeah. To and find, there's, I mean, ready. there's still a lot of like I'm interested in a lot of small publishers that do really good, really good work, you know, with binding and things like that. Yeah. But again, you know, you're the the days of going to having lots of places like Books a Million and Barnes and Noble and stuff like that. Those will start to fade. And already now, when you go to Books a Million here at the mall. Half the store is a coffee shop and board games and CDs and stuff yeah. like that. And so. and, and uh, toys. Right, toys. Right. I mean, yeah. it's not... I mean, if you go to a... There's a big bookseller in uh, Lexington called Joseph Beth. Uh, massive, massive joint. I always wonder how many days it's got left just for that reason. Mm-hmm. I mean, they've also got a coffee shop and they bring in musical guests or whatever. I mean, you can't just be a bookstore anymore. Yeah. You can, but it's not easy. It's much like an arcade. You know, you can't just yeah. have an arcade anymore. It, you, is, which yeah. is, it's a, it is a tragedy. Yeah. A 